Are you ready to rewind? Take a nostalgia-filled ride back to a simpler time. It's Acid Wash Memories, a retro pop culture celebration. And now your hosts, Joe Morata and Michael Quinn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 24 of Acid Wash Memories, a retro pop culture celebration. Today, we are going to the battlefield of Jay Leno versus Conan O'Brien for The Tonight Show. I'm Joe Morata, joined, of course, by Michael Quinn. How you doing, Michael? Howdy. Uh, this feels like deja vu. Yes. Weren't this, we just here? This is our first ever sequel episode, I guess, oh, here the, on Acid Wash Memories. The Dose. The Dose here. Thank you for being here for The Dose, or if this happens to be your first episode, thank you for hopping aboard here. We hope Hope you find something else you like available in the archives, right? In the archives. In the archives. We have all different episodes, all different topics. Like part one of this. Part one of this where we covered Jay Leno versus David Letterman and the right. Tonight Show, you know, handoff there from Johnny Carson. Now, is there going to be a part three of this, Joe? We'll have to find out, actually. If I'm this asking merits, it before we even get part two done. If this merits a trilogy. Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you what, if you think this show merits a follow on Twitter, why don't you do that at AWM Podcast on Twitter? And also, if you have a Facebook, you can use it for useful things like talking to a bunch of other people about old uh, nostalgic topics. Old crap. Old crap. Okay, yes. let's just call it what it is. Let's be honest. Let's be we're, honest We're here. very honest. We're podcast. nothing if not honest. Yeah. We're really nothing anyway, but... We're, we're nothing and we're honest. <laughs> yeah, we have that. Uh, and you can go to Acid Washed Memories on Facebook. It's a group, and then you join it, and you can talk to people. It really is a fun time. So, thank you so much for being here with us as we're talking about what was termed, and I guess still is known as, the 2010 Tonight Show conflict uh, between Conan O'Brien was it a crisis? And Jay Leno, I wouldn't say it was a crisis. No crisis. I do have a question for you. What? What is a conflict? Well, there's two people in a conflict. Okay. They have a disagreement, perhaps. Okay. Or maybe they're going to even just straight up fight. I don't know. But that is a conflict where there's a disagreement of some kind. An impasse. There's many words for it. Right. Uh, Harsh words are exchanged. At the end of the day, they don't agree with each other. They're not happy. Or they're mad at each other. Okay. Maybe they're jealous. Okay, well, that's good to know, because uh, if you're at all familiar with the Tonight Show conflict from 2010, conflict, you you know the story. Now, this is a pretty well-known thing, at least here in the United States. Unlike Jay Leno versus David Letterman from 1992, this is not a story of like a fractured friendship between the two. This is really, at the end of the day, a story of corporate gluttony and greed. So we're going to catch you up uh, in just a second here on how we got to this point. But if you're not familiar, the condensed mainstream version of the narrative is that Johnny Carson was the king of late night for 30 years. Yes, the king. The king of late night. And in 1992, he stepped down and NBC picked big meanie Jay Leno instead of the very nice man, David Letterman. Thanks to Kathy Bates' help or whatever. Yes, of course. Kathy Bates was a big help. Hey, who the fuck made you the executive producer? You do the fucking jokes. I run the fucking show. And Leno, who is now lame and old and horrible, despite being number one in the ratings since 1995, he announces a retirement in 2004 for 2009. There's really only one person who could have done this into his 60s, and that was Johnny Carson. I think it's fair to say, I'm no Johnny Carson. And the very cool and very nice and very young Conan O'Brien is going to be the successor. Jay Leno is, from day one, uh, has called me uh, constantly uh, and, and offered his support. But that big bully Leno insisted on a new 10 p.m. show. It sucks! And then he stole The Tonight Show right back from poor Conan O'Brien, and then Conan was relegated to cable. That is the 
mainstream narrative, Quinn. Yes. Now, you experienced this, so did I, growing mm-hmm. up. And I got to be right up front, because again, we're nothing if not honest, or we're nothing and we're honest, right? Yes. I was totally on. I was with Coco. I was team Coco. Yeah, Coming everyone. All the way. I think who wasn't? I mean, Dick like, Ebersole, but. <laughs> yeah, Jay Leno was the bad guy, right? right? In this, like, there is no debating what the perception was. And what's interesting is if you were around for this, folks, I would imagine if you're listening to our show that you were on Team Conan as well. I'd be highly surprised. They playing. made a whole like thing. Like, remember when they promoted his show? It's like Team Coco. Of course. Yeah. I'd be very surprised if anyone listening was on Team Leno back in 2010. <laughs> I mean, nobody was begging for him to come back. I, I don't think so. And I'm not here to rewrite history. I am here to help unfold the narrative in a way that is maybe more fair than what we perceived in 2010. Right. If you didn't listen to part one, I suggest you do that. That was the Letterman-Leno episode. But basically, The Tonight Show mattered. That's the bottom line. That was the institution on NBC. That's the brass ring here, right? That's the thing they all are trying to get. That's That's, the end goal of this conflict. Right, because anyone, (laughs) Pat Sajak included, can have a show. Right. Even a show on at 1130 at night Mm -hmm. on a network. It's true. Chevy Chase did it. There's plenty of them in (laughs) this time period, unlike the last time period we talked about. Arsenio Hall had done it. George Lopez. George Lopez had one during this period of time. Jimmy Kimmel had one. Anyone could just have a show, a talk show, right. right? I don't even own a gun. But The Tonight Show was held in special regard amongst people that grew up with it and then became comedians or comedy writers, such as David Letterman, right. Jay Leno, and Conan O'Brien. And it mattered because of Johnny Carson. More than anything else, Carson was the reason that people cared about that show. It's true. That doesn't need to be restated uh, too much anyway, right? No. But I mean, we, we know that. And again, you can listen to part one for all of that. And if you guys don't know... Jay Leno, hosting The Tonight Show, which began in May of 92, he coexisted with Late Night with David Letterman until June of 93. So it was Leno and then Letterman at 1230, as he'd always been. And then David Letterman went to CBS and premiered at the end of August of 93. And from that period of time until mid-1995, Letterman was number one. It's because he was better. Well, it's because more people liked him at the time, yeah. yeah. And and Leno had his own problems with the show. I mean, like you said, Kathy Bates, which obviously it's not yeah. not really Kathy Bates, Helen Kushnick. Yeah, it's uh, just she, <laughs> Kathy Bates played her yes, in the movie. In the, in the late shift. You promised me you'd be off by 11, you shithead. I'm going live tonight so we can get some payoff from your horseshit convention coverage. Then the Hugh Grant interview is what shifted the tide in the ratings. If for whatever reason, that <laughs> one moment captured the zeitgeist. It's still amazing to me that that's the thing. Let me start with question number one. <laughs> what the hell were you thinking? Does anybody really remember anything Jay Leno did after that? Like, he was just generic. Like, he well, was just vanilla, like, whoops, we left the channel for 12 years or whatever on this, let like, me, by accident. Let me, ask you, <laughs> like, <laughs> let me ask you a question, though, Quinn, in all seriousness. Jay Leno is often compared to McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Do you remember one particular quarter pounder that you loved? No. no. You just know it's consistent quality. Yep, but I remember the McDeluxe and all that stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, the failures, you mean. Yeah, yeah the, the stuff that was good, you mean, that they, that they got wacky with? Well, exactly. So anyway, Leno never had the critics, but he had the ratings since 1995. Letterman got the critics. He got the Emmy nomination. He won Emmys, right? Right. So on a critical level, Letterman was always perceived as the cooler one, the better show. Leno was perceived as the mainstream, dumbed his act way the hell down, Mm -hmm. as we were talking about in the last episode. Oh, he's not even the same person. 
Compared to 80s Leno? No, he's not. And by the point we're talking about here, he's really not the same person. No, he's really not. He's, he's like Disneyland or something. <laughs> he's like Mickey Mouse or something. Yeah, Mickey Mouse, yeah. Anyway. You, you enjoyed your flight. Well, you know what it is? It makes <laughs> these stops. And not, it's not even like regular stops. It's so like the pilot can show the plane to his friends. You know, that kind of... <laughs> Meanwhile, in 1993, we need a new host of David Letterman's Late Night, because he's obviously leaving. So Lauren Michaels, who obviously famously developed an executive producer of Saturday Night Live. I think he still was. Yes, he was. In the the 90s, he was again. He was brought in by Warren Littlefield just to add credibility, because NBC was caught with their pants down. They didn't have a replacement. So basically, Warren Littlefield was like... Well, we'll get Lauren Michaels involved, and we can say that Lauren is involved, and that enough should carry us through. Oh, do you think Lauren Michaels didn't do anything? He was just, to give it credibility, he just put, like, said, eh, you could use my name or whatever. Yeah, and he got, like, I forget how much money it was. He got, yeah. like, money for it, but he was basically just a side advisor. Gotcha. He wasn't really that involved. That's something NBC would do, is they would use names of certain executive producers that had good names, and yes. they would say, like, hey, they sort of had something to do with Correct. this so that you think it's good. Well, because they're like, like well, it's late night. You know Lorne Michaels from, you know, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. That's late night. Yeah. So this will be good. Uh-huh. So they considered a bunch of, at the time, pretty big names. Dana Carvey, mm-hmm. who was actually, the Dana Carvey was on the rise in the early 90s. Wayne's World did him favors. Yeah. He declined. He was known. He was yeah. known. Another guy that declined, even probably on the level of Dana Carvey, maybe more, was Gary Shandling. Huh. Who uh, had- You would think he would want that, considering his- late night escapades well yeah the, the larry sanders show and yeah, all that would be amazing if he just caught his own show a regular show yeah but yeah. he also declined and for whatever reason someone had the idea of there's a guy named conan o'brien he's a comedy writer why don't we try him out he's never really been a performer he was brought in to audition on the set of jay leno's tonight show in april of 93 he interviewed jason alexander and i believe it was mimi rogers Again, thank you for coming. I, how <laughs> I could I miss it. an opportunity like no. this? No. <laughs> it's not often you get to share camera time with me. There you go. <laughs> and for whatever reason, through the awkwardness and the quirkiness, this young 30-year-old comedy writer impressed them enough that he was actually hired within weeks of the audition. But who is Conan O'Brien? Because this mm-hmm. is a new face now to meet, right? In this whole thing. We know Leno. We know Letterman. Conan O'Brien uh, was born in 63 in Brookline, Massachusetts. Not far from where Jay Leno is from, by the no, way. Brookland. Brookline. Not, not Brookline. Yes. Yeah. Not, not Brooklyn. Not, not Brooklyn. He would, yeah. he would definitely talk differently. Yeah. Conan O'Brien is known as a very smart writer. He just still has that reputation. A very smart guy. He's a writer first. Yes. And he was also a high school valed- valedictorian. Went to Harvard and graduated magna cum laude. So he's a smart guy. Extremely smart. He was the president of the Harvard Lampoon. That is what uh, was spun off of for National Lampoon. Right, right. I've heard of that, yeah. And he parlayed that into uh, a job for an HBO show at the time called Not Necessarily the News, which was kind of like a, I'm using this loosely, but like a prototype daily show. Yeah. But it wasn't really. Looking for accurate, up-to-the-minute reports from Washington, the sports world, and Wall Street? You won't find it here. It's not necessarily the news, and it's definitely next. And then in January of 1988, he was hired by Lorne Michaels to write for Saturday Night Live. Hmm. What a gig, right? Great gig. Uh, He was there for three years on Hmm. SNL. He left in 1991. Not a prolific writer there. And then he went from there to... The Simpsons. This is where I always hear, like, he's he's good Simpsons. Like, he's part of that. When the show was just 
a joke a second and all of them were good. Yeah. Right, you know? Yeah, because Conan joined in 91. The Simpsons started in earnest with the, the December of 89 episode, but like really full time in 90. I'm not talking about the Tracy Ullman stuff, obviously. Right, right. So he was transformative for The Simpsons. He is the one that really brought the offbeat, surreal sense of humor. Because if you recall, in the very early Simpsons, it was played more of a flat-out traditional sitcom that happened to be animated. Right. The very early ones. But then it got... I, I feel like during the Conan years, it got more absurdist and yes. like making fun of things that were going on on TV. It was like meta yeah. in, a, in a sense. And it was, I know it's not Mel Brooks, but it had that Mel Brooks, every joke a second kind of bit going on where the yeah. characters are just walking into jokes, right? Like Correct. they are just, everything they do is a bit. That is the era where the Simpsons really started to find their voice. And right. Conan was a part of that. Even for the ones that he didn't explicitly write, he was still part of the writing room of every episode. So they would he would be involved in the pitches and the back and forth. The two most famous ones probably that he wrote was Marge versus the Monorail and Homer Goes to College. I'm saying this for the Simpsons fans out there. Right. Order! Please rise for the uh, Pledge of Allegiance. Get to the money! In a moment. But anyway, in the midst of this, in 1993, he gets this audition that we were talking about, and he decides to take the job for Late Night. He has to leave the Simpsons. He's, they Fox would not let him out of his contract. Yeah. Right, rightfully so. I right? mean, Fox is, will take anything they can get yeah. during this. We're still in the development period of Fox. Yeah, early 90s Fox, yeah. yeah. And they don't want to lose one of their great writers for The Simpsons. So NBC and Conan himself work out a deal where they buy out the remainder of his Fox contract. Fair enough. So he can leave. So the Conan O'Brien version of Late Night, Late Night with Conan O'Brien, debuts uh, September of 1993, the same time, same month, as an abject failure the Chevy Chase show, which one I day... I don't even remember that. One day that's coming, Quinn. Yeah. If I knew you were going to be this enthusiastic, I would have rehearsed. <laughs> you know, uh, boy, I'm so excited. If you've seen the show, you know the deal. He has Andy Richter, an unknown comedy right. writer and comedian. Who would become known thanks to this. Yep, his sidekick. Uh, Max Weinberg, who was the drummer uh, for Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. He's the band leader. Mm -hmm. But not a huge name in 93. Well, you, that's the you, whole thing is like you don't want to be too like high up the perch musician wise. Right. Like it's always like the medium level, <laughs> yeah. right? Like it's like somebody who's talented, but somebody who's not a star. It wasn't like Bruce Springsteen himself was the band like leader. Like a professional musician who's not as known, yeah, basically, Yeah, and, and right? that's who Max Weinberg was. I mean, he's known among Springsteen fans. I know that. Right. But anyway, as far as the show, it sucked in the beginning. Mm -hmm. It was really, really awkward. Andy, you are, of course, uh, you won. We, we scouted hundreds of thousands of people, and you were actually the winner of the sidekick competition. Yeah. <laughs> actually weren't even entering what happened to you um well uh i i got on the backs of, on the back of a box of donuts this scratch off and win thing and right right in the beginning man it took a critical drubbing nbc hated it mm -hmm. they kept giving him like sh at one point i think it was 13 week contracts <laughs> that's like three months that's like insulting also that, that is a complete it is insulting it's a complete vote of no confidence right 13 weeks turn this around in 13 weeks Eh, you sort of did. Okay, you only get 13 more weeks, right? It's like, damn. That's insane. Also, That's, what kind of ratings do they even expect at like 1 in the morning or whatever? 12.30 to 1.30, right, yeah. yeah like, when they decided to hire the no-name guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they picked him. Like, isn't he just <laughs> filling a chair at that point anyway? Like, what do they really... I don't get what they're actually expect. Like, what even are the expectations? I guess it's all based on ad buys and ad sales and right, shit. Right, maybe. You know how it goes. But they kept wanting to replace him with Greg Kinnear. You know Greg Kinnear. 
you're right. See, that's the thing is I don't think this is the kind of position where replacing the person's going to help. Right. right? Like, <laughs> it just isn't. Right. You're talking due to the time slot, due to the fact that, hey, it's not David Letterman anymore. Right, yeah. That Leno might not be the greatest lead-in in 1993. Right. There's another reason. Also, that Letterman might have just been like a miracle, like as far as like, especially at that time slot. Being able to pull it off for that long. Right. Yeah. And 11 years he did it. I mean, right. At that time slot. It's true. And he was almost as big as The Tonight Show mm-hmm. at times. I'd say the biggest uh, drawback we've had so far is that uh, you had a very, you had a very funny window on yeah, your show. Yeah, we had a great window. We you had, had a very funny set, window. Yep. And, and my, sh- my, my window, it isn't very funny. I, I really, it, look at this. But something happened. NBC didn't get rid of Conan and his quirky-ass show, right? It was very offbeat. Different different the Letterman, but still equally offbeat. Can I, have, can I propose a theory to that? That's too? why you're here, Quinn. When Conan was offbeat, as, and he got more offbeat as it went along, for whatever reason, I feel like the culture was going in that direction with the humor, especially the 90s. Like, as, especially as the mid-90s start to, and the late 90s, yes. like, more offbeat became in vogue as far as comedy. That's a great point. Like, he might have just been in the right place at the right time. The right comedian. You know, that's a great point because Carson stopped in 92 and a lot of the fads and the trends of the 80s and prior were melting away right around the early to mid 90s. This wasn't the days of Dean Martin right. and Don Rickles. I love Don Rickles, but it wasn't the days of them just going on Carson and just doing their I shtick. Mean, just take a peruse around Fox with the Simpsons, like what that is, or like on Nickelodeon with, with like weird like <laughs> Wienerville Wiener like <laughs> not just the shows but also just like the inter like the, the in-betweens and like all this like weird MTV with that crap be with some butthead yeah like just all Ren this Ren and Stimpy Pete and Pete you know what I mean a little like, surreal just, just everything from kids to adults is like this offbeat brand surreal stuff that's a good point you know it was it was it, to me why that why the kids also matter is because it meaning it's permeating the culture it's like it's from the Gen Xers down to the, basically the, the young 18, millennials. Like, it's all that kind of stuff. The 18 to 49 and then the yeah. kids, yeah. Conan, though, didn't give up. And he really worked hard at this show. He right. really, really did. He tried to be different and much like early Letterman. Right. Different. How can I be different, you know? Mm-hmm. And by 1996, it's generally recognized, is when the critical opinion turned around. But not only that, that's when people started to take notice. Oh, this show is on? Yeah. Tonight on Conan Holiday, conversation starters. Everyone hates your pearl onions and cream sauce. And Sherry Stringfield describes life after ER. Cool, I quit. Uh-oh. Most people, and if you were watching it full-time before 96, I commend you, because... I know nobody that was watching it before Those around people probably watched it by accident because yeah. it was on after Leno and like they, they just didn't, they didn't fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, right. They woke up maybe in the middle <laughs> of it like, or something. Who the fuck is this? Right. Yeah, whatever. And <laughs> it was a worthy, in my opinion, from a comic sensibility, mm-hmm. a worthy follow-up to Letterman without being an imitation whatsoever. Yeah, it felt it does feel like a spiritual successor yes. because of like the offbeatness of it. Yes, it's still like that small club atmosphere. I'll say this, my perception of this show whenever I was even able to catch it because I was still younger but like kind of sort of being able to watch some of this yeah. stuff. It almost felt like a parody of a late night show. They were like, meta. There was things like that I saw future shows kind of like like I felt like the Tom Green show later on, like the, well, the, yeah. the like late night yeah, version or whatever, yes. like was like kind of like similar ish <laughs> yeah. to it, where it's like we have this weirdo, but he's hosting it, not a Johnny Carson type. Yeah, that's what I liked about it, right? Because yeah, it was sure. just like bizarre. Yeah, and Conan it did embody that in a lot of ways. It was a bizarre, not a 
straight parody of a talk show, obviously. Yeah. But it was very self-aware. Right. And it was very cool. And it kept growing in popularity throughout each year of the 90s. Uh, Andy Richter left in in the year 2000. And, uh, <laughs> Which that was their joke, too, right? Yeah, that, yeah. Was, their, that was their bit. They had a lot of so cool bits. There's so many things that came out of that that sometimes you don't even realize. Yeah. Right? Like, in the year 2000, just that became, like, pop culture. Like you, but people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, that went beyond Conan. And then with the doofy-ass shit where they had, like, this hugely over-the-top parodies of, like, Bill Clinton and Saddam Hussein. Yeah. And they'd have a picture and their mouth would be different. Right, yeah, yeah. And the impressions were intentionally stupid. Hey there, there, Mr. President. Hey, how y'all doing, folks? (laughs) Everybody read my book yet? (laughs) Everything was stupid, but that was the point. It was so offbeat and, like, not serious, right? right? But not in a, like... Not, I mean, in a comedy way, not serious. Yes. Like, we're not even trying. Like, <laughs> it's, it's awkward. That's the humor, if right? If the joke it's, didn't work, oh well. Right. <laughs> and you're supposed to laugh that it didn't work, yeah, right? Like, like, who cares? Yeah, like, oh, ah, what an idiot. His stupid right. joke didn't work, right? right? And these are all qualities of a 1230 show. Let's right. just keep that in mind as a benchmark here as mm-hmm. we move forward. So by late 2001, Conan's doing great, and NBC is very happy with him, and he's got one year left on his contract, okay? Just want to put this in perspective. So Fox stampedes in to Conan. We know you. Right, yeah, we remember (laughs) you, with a ludicrously high offer, like seven times what he was making at NBC. Wow. The last time, mind you, that Fox had a show was Chevy Chase. Mm -hmm. That worked out great. Fox's offer is, we're going to pay you like seven times more than NBC, it's going to start at 11 p.m., not 11.30, so you're going to have the jump on Leno and Letterman. NBC says, look, we're going to make you a realistic offer because we don't think we think Fox is full of shit with that money. We're going to give you a big raise, and we're going to extend you until 2005. Okay. Four more years. That's fair enough. That's their offer. Right. And Conan wanted to stay at NBC with the hopes of one day doing what, Quinn? Hosting the Tonight Show, which is, that's that's the unspoken carrot on the stick, right? Uh-huh. It's like, that they can't say in the contract unless they have an agreement from Jay Leno to leave. Right. But in two, uh, this extending the 2005 one, they can't do that just right. yet, right? So here's what they do. He, he does sign in March of 2002. He had what was put in what is termed a Prince of Wales clause where... Oh, okay. So he's like literally the you know the heir to the throne, right? Correct. But there's no specifics in it other than when Jay Leno is no longer doing the Tonight Show. Meaning, if he leaves, if we fire him, if we don't renew his, whatever it is, for whatever reason, if he dies, yeah, you are the new host. Okay, keep that in mind. So by 2003, Conan has his 10th anniversary special, which aired in primetime. I watched it. My brother was a huge Conan fan. He taped it. We watched that it together. The show made it that far was impressive yep. at the time. It was. Here's your anniversary gift. That's beautiful. It's, uh... <laughs> that is so weird. Uh, it's a seven. I've, I've been on for 10 years. I know that, fool. But you've only been funny for seven. <laughs> Conan O'Brien in the early 2000s, folks, if you remember this period of time, he was hot. He, he was, was on fire. Like, now it was hitting the mainstream. It's like, oh, this guy's good, right? You know, all those years of work? Yes. Like, it was paying off. Like, he had broken through. I swear the internet helped. It did. Because he the, it did. the clips... 
that were making it on these, you know, e-bombs world and like <laughs> all, all that stuff in the early to before YouTube. Yep. There was a lot of Conan clips. I remember this. There was. And uh, not only that, word of mouth. You know, yeah. people would tell their friends about it. Hey, you know this guy Conan? Because we were coming of age. Uh, we were, you know, 17, 18 around this mm-hmm. period of time. You're old enough to stay up late. You know, there's right. college kids loved Conan. Yep. Because it's just like Letterman. Same exact thing from but, 10 but, years but for us. prior. But yeah, for us now. So in January of 2003, while we're on this year, ABC, the American Broadcasting Company, mm-hmm. They decide they're going to finally break into the late night comedy genre. Long overdue, if you ask me. Right, because they got Ted Koppel with Nightline, but that's not comedy. Yeah. Unless you they like need, his need hair. You need something more lighthearted than Night. Nightline was scary sometimes. It was very ominous. Yeah. I, I had to turn the TV off when it's it came like, on. Nightline was something that it was good that it existed so you could get the late night update or whatever. Right. Well, Ted Koppel did not fuck around. Right now, you're hearing from Jessica Lynch. Tonight on Nightline, you'll hear from two other American soldiers, best friends who went to war together, saw their lives for ever change i really should only be here if like a war is starting right. or something, not a, something, not a something morbid is happening right like nixon died i don't know well that was important yeah yeah ted koppel was a very very serious man yeah like, he was not cracking he, jokes you don't mess around on this show no. right but you do mess around on the brand new jimmy kimmel live Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. There will be no special post-Super Bowl edition of Nightline tonight so that ABC can bring you the following piece of garbage. So they tapped uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Of Man Show fame. Of Man Show and previously uh, Win Ben Stein's Money. Right. He was the host of that with Ben Stein, obviously. I thought this was so hilarious that this even was a thing because this guy was like the king of cable. He like, was the he was king like, of cable. Like he was and not like, considered a big deal. Like believe it or not for younger people who are like Jimmy Kimmel's been around forever like 20 yeah, years 20 or years now. Right? But like back then he really was like the guy from the Man That's Show. I like I was like, like who? what are they doing? Why him? Well, why this choice? <laughs> the comedy like, Central guy? Yeah, That's all like, he had done that I knew yeah, of. You that, know what I mean? It was all Comedy Central stuff. <laughs> yeah. You may be excited, but at home, they, they really couldn't care less, to be honest with you. Welcome to Enjoy It While It Lasts, my new talk show. Uh, and this was ABC's first late night talk show since they experimented with trying to bring back Dick Cavett in the 80s. Oh, God. He was like everywhere, that guy. But anyway, this was a 12.05 show to follow Nightline, so it was mm-hmm. not head-to-head with either. It was head-to-head with a little bit of Tonight Show, a little bit of Conan. I'll say this about Kimmel. I thought his humor was actually more in line with that early 2000s. I, I don't know how to describe it. Like, there was a lot it's, of bits, like, like where he would, bits. like, go out and, like, you know, he would make fun of himself or he had his, his friend or whatever. It's like... And they would go do embarrassing things. Would you call it populist humor? Or it yeah, is, it is like very mainstream. Sense, like it is very mainstream. like it's not political. It's just kind of dumb. Like almost like a jackass element to it. A little bit, yeah. Or it a also show it, element. It, it very much, yeah. Very much reflected the King of Cable deal, right? Yeah, I agree. So we have him now. I just wanted to mention that he is a player now in the late night game. We have Conan doing great, and people know who he is now by the early two thousands. So what about Jay Leno? Well, he's still number one in the ratings, and that honestly is all NBC gives a flying ass about, is right. who's number one? Are we making the money we're supposed to make fun? How much of that is the time slot by this point? He's so stale. He's so stale what do they care? by this point. What yeah. do they care? 
I know. If you sell shitty food, but people buy it. Mm. Like, even Letterman, as uh, who's also existing during this time, he's getting more stale, but he's still... He is, yes. He's still got, like, a little he's got fire the, to the him. The Dave like, edge to he's him. Got the, yeah, he's just got... Yeah, he's like the grumpy old man version yes. of Dave, and it kind of just... It, it kind of just works, right? Like, it, it seems better than Leno. Jay long since had his edges very rounded off. Right. In more ways than one. Yeah. But to Leno's credit... He knew the game. He could have still been old Jay, mm-hmm. but you know why he wasn't? Because he wanted to be number one. Right, but I felt like with the times of changing as far as fads and comedy and seeing what was going on, like if he had whipped out the old Jay, it would have probably worked in that time period. Why fix what isn't broken? That's, that's I know. I'm, I'm just, just saying, in, that, in that. that time period, it could have he could have made, had made a second run. Like, he and he would have been relevant. But he's not concerned with relevancy. Mm-hmm. When you have the largest late night audience, what more do you have to prove? I'm, I'm asking a legitimate question. I mean, if he if he was out to prove his artistic integrity and capability, that's one thing. I would say he was vulnerable in the early 2000s, and this is why. Why is because that? Because if Letterman had even turned it up a little bit like i really feel like even a, a slight more edge from letterman could have like defanged leno a little bit it's right tough. because like if letterman changed it a little more to the way he used to be at that time specifically maybe quinn but i mean you're talking about changing the minds and viewing habits of over a million people at that point because right. Leno was usually pulling in over a million more than dave i understand it's just what it is it's not a question of who's better or not the right. nbc doesn't care yeah <laughs> they don't care who, both of them were set both of them were set in their ways at this point so that, that's why nothing moved well that's also why conan was viewed as a breath of fresh air right yeah because of that so in early 2004, for you playing along with the dates, early 04, Jay Leno's contract comes up, as it always did, and it was always a formality. Jay, we're going to extend, okay, it's fine, I extend, you know, and that's it. You know, he yeah. extends because he's number one, and it's a given. But the discussion becomes now, within NBC, we're going to renew Leno for four more years, and then Conan can have the show, like we said. Okay. Conan can have his so tonight it, show. So now it's, it's there. We're right. going to give Jay one last contract. Right. So in March of 2004, Leno has his meeting, as he always did every year, or every contract rollover, and he is told the news. This is your last contract. We're not doing this again. We're going to give you one more. Then after that, Conan's going to take over. And Jay Leno, always the consummate people pleaser, you know, he doesn't raise a stink about it. He handles it with apparent dignity, but he does ask, give me six months before this is announced. Just have a grace period, and Conan privately from Leno, and NBC agree to that. They agree to that. We're not going to announce it for six more months because March of 04 is when this took place. I want to make one point clear here, folks. There's a lot of um, names of executives and other people here. I'm leaving out all the names and just using NBC as a blanket term. Okay, so we're just going to refer to them as M- NBC. For the most part, because there are people and where they're... These, these big meanies. Where, yeah. <laughs> and where they're relevant, I'll have to name them, but like the main culprit here from NBC is Jeff Zucker who was the CEO. I know him. He went on to CNN. Yes, the bald guy. Really screwed up everything here. Uh, And Conan's right-hand man was Jeff. There's a lot of people. It's not really pertinent to the discussion, okay? The bottom line is Jay Leno privately feels like what did I do wrong? Why is this my last contract? I'm number one still. And listen, I want everyone out there to just think of that as if it's not Jay Leno. 
if the goal of your job, if your performance is judged on being number one, getting the ratings, doing what NBC tells you to do, and you've been doing it consistently, wouldn't you also question, okay, why? what did I do wrong? Why are they letting me go? But I also want to point something out here. Johnny Carson was like an exception. If he thought that he was going to be there for 30 years, get the hell out of here. Jay Leno was never at the... You know, he had all that time, and he never really was at the level no, of Johnny Carson. But he would admit that, Quinn. But my point is, is if his expectation was that he was going to get 20, 30 years of this, I feel like that's kind of silly. 15 years or whatever he was at by this point, like, that feels like a run, right? Like, okay, it's time. I can't disagree with that. Right? Like, why why couldn't he just do that in his head? That it's just like, maybe it's just time. Like, like Johnny Carson's from a different... People, you know, he just didn't go because that was just, he was special. He was exceptional. Well, and there was no competition either. There also, yeah, there was no other shows or anything. There was no reason to change him. It's a very different situation. Now they have all these options. I would say it's getting to 15 years even. He should celebrate that and leave. But (laughs) here's my question, though. Right. Pretend it's not about his brand of comedy, whatever you think of it. If I've been doing a good job and I'm meeting or exceeding what is required of me, and I don't want to stop doing it, then why should I be okay with being told that I have because to stop? Because it's the entertainment business and things changed. But it's the money business, Quinn. Right, but this it, is... It's this, a financial business. It's still, it's still a television show. I understand It's still that. been on for an extended period of time. I understand. Right? Like, like at, understand. at some point, your run's over. Predicated on what? Sometimes it's just a change of scenery, right? Like, we've seen that. We've seen shows that are successful just kind of end because it it was time. Because they want to. Seinfeld ended because Seinfeld wanted to. I understand. They didn't get canceled. I get it. You get. I'm just putting these questions out there. Sometimes the network wants something different. Yeah, you know what they wanted? They didn't want to lose Conan O'Brien. Right. So they they knew he was good. And he was young. So they gave him this clause. Right. That's the only reason they're in this predicament. If Conan didn't have this clause, Leno would not be. But told all this I'm is saying is, is that if I'm Leno, well, yes, I, I'm number one. I accomplished the goal, and I think in some clips and stuff, people said this. He's kind of a steward of the Tonight Show, right? Yes, it's like a dynasty or whatever, right? At some point, it's time. Like it's time to just change it up, and maybe it's better if it doesn't change. While you know, like if he's number one when he goes out. It's the best run you could get, right? I'll agree with like, that. Why, why just just leave on top, right? So you're saying do what your boss is telling you to do. In this case, yeah, because okay. because it's not like they only gave him three years or something. Okay, right? Okay. You know, like that's all. It's like they gave him 15 years or whatever. Well, this is a it's how fair, many years had been at this point? 12. This is a well, fair discussion. Though. Yeah, and it's it's a fa- four more years, so he would have had years. 16 years. <laughs> it's a fair discussion. Uh, by the way. One detail that they were they had to jiggle around because it was going to be a four year contract. Whoopsie! If we if we don't make it uh, five years, it'll interfere with something with Conan's timing. So they actually had to wind up extending him five more years. It's not his fault. It's something right. to do with like Conan's deal gotcha. also. Yep. So it's officially now in two thousand nine. Jay Leno will step down seventeen years. Yes, and Conan and Conan O'Brien <laughs> will take over. Jay Leno famously, infamously announces this in September of 2004, that six-month grace period, on The Tonight Show, and he goes into a whole prepared deal. 
You know, this show is like a dynasty. You, you hold it, and then you hand it off to the next person. And I don't want to see all the fighting and all, and who's better, and nasty things back and forth in the press. So right now, here it is. Conan, it's yours. See you in five years, buddy. Okay. Clear enough. Enough said. All right. I want to make a point, though. It's not really Leno's show to hand off. It's a symbolic gesture. Like right. if, if Leno says no, I'm not handing enough. Well, yes, you are because you signed a contract. We that own says the you IP, are. not you. Correct. But I just want to make that point. Who made the decision, Jay Leno, mm-hmm. to leave in 2009 and get Conan? NBC made the decision, right? But they it's, were within their rights, and yeah, yes, and they are. The, the only other point in their favor is they it had been a long time. Like it's not like they were pulling the rug out of, under the guy. They have a five years runway, Joe. Let's be fair. That's all I'm saying. In the meantime, late night at CBS became a thing again because David Letterman owned the rights to put on whatever the hell he wanted after his show, mm-hmm. right? After the late show with David Letterman. So he brought Worldwide back... Worldwide Pants. Worldwide Pants. You got it, Michael. <laughs> he brought back uh, the old Tomorrow Show host, Tom Snyder, huh. who used to be in Letterman's time slot from 73 to 81. He brought him back for the Late Late Show with Tom Snyder, which nobody watched from 95 until 99... On the Late Late Show, the former Sex Pistol Johnny Lydon, and from ESPN Keith Oberman on the Late Late Show, only here on CBS. Now wait, didn't Mr. Pitt take this eventually no. or something? What am I thinking of? <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Wick, and I'll get to him. Mr. Wick, yeah. Not Mr. Pitt. Imagine him hosting yeah. a talk show though. Lane! Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, the other boss. Yes, yeah. yeah, the other boss. You knew who I was thinking I did. of. Yeah. I did. Then uh, Tom Snyder, now Tom Snyder did not host an audience-based show. He was like, I'm a former newsman. I do the thing, and I'm quirky, and I have the eyebrows, mm-hmm. right? He uh, White hair and the dark eyebrows. He stepped down in early 99 and handed it off to the former Daily Show, another cable guy, Craig Kilborn, right. the original Daily Show host. Hello there. Welcome to your Late Late Show. My name is Craigers, and listen to this uh, big weekend opening uh, movie, Michael Douglas's new movie opening this weekend. I don't know if you know what it's about. It, it tells the story of an older actor who marries an actress half his age <laughs> and is then run over by a Lexus driven by Craig Kilborn. So that's kind of a... And uh, he hosted that show until the end of 2004, right around the time frame that mm-hmm. we're talking about. And various guest hosts were brought in basically as on-air auditions. And the one that the producers and the audiences were most impressed with came out of nowhere, the Scottish-born Craig Ferguson, who, of course, was known for playing Mr. Wick. Yeah, Mr. Wick. On Drew Carey. This was, like, to me, like, stunning. I don't know why, like, I was like, wait, Drew's boss? Well, first of all, he's off ABC canon, and now he's off to CBS canon, so that was shocking in in general. And also, he's a talk show host And now he's a talk show host, (laughs) and he's, like, weirder. He already was weird. On purpose, The Drew Carey show, like, at the beginning, Mr. Wick was a serious character, and then he just became, like, just, (laughs) it quickly, like, devolved into, like, he's insane. Like, he's not even, like, evil, he's just weird he's a cartoon yeah he's just a complete cartoon uh, honestly character. i'm the new show i'm the, the new host of this show and i've got to be honest i am the happiest man alive well except perhaps for conan o'brien it's a <laughs> it's amazing how far you can go in this country can you believe that when i arrived here almost 10 years ago i had an accent and now <laughs> yeah. so as 2004 became 2005 and then 2006 
The absolute truth as far as the ratings are concerned and pop culture in general is that Conan's popularity started to wane a little bit. And I got to say this, NBC made a serious gambit here, Quinn, by (laughs) saying you have to wait five years to get this show because five years is half a decade. Right. A lot can change. The humor fads can change, like the the comedy. And who knows if some new up-and-comer is going to be hotter than anyone on TV. Okay, but if you're you're the contract people, right, at NBC? Yeah, I'm the contract people. Maybe you're thinking to yourself, well, maybe this is good because if he does burn out, then we've saved ourselves giving him the Tonight Show right away and realizing, like, he's not timeless or whatever, right? Like, he is, you know, it was a fad. But then they got a contract with him. Right, but I'm saying, like, if the five years... Oh, right. They already agreed to the <laughs> other thing. Saying. That's true. They're saying in yeah, five I'm years... Yeah, I'm thinking of the previous contract, no, the Prince say- of Wales contract. No, they're saying in five years, you're going to host The Tonight Show. Yeah. We don't even know... If, what if Conan has a sex scandal? Well, not the, that Conan would, but you know right, what I mean. Right, but the, uh, anything could happen, right? <laughs> right. Well, it what? falls off a roof, gets right. hit by a truck. Right, like, and then you know? it's just... Hey, Jane Leto here, it's 2029. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Can you believe the elections? Anyway, in 2007, both ABC the American Broadcasting Corporation, and Fox start having talks with Jay Leno. Interesting. Now, So this probably gets NBC all in a huff, right? Oh, look at you. You're catching on, Quinn. The research showed, and NBC was aware of this, that if Jay Leno went over to ABC, he might actually win versus Conan and versus Letterman. I know that maybe the research shows that, but I don't know. It's like that t- that being the late show thing really was a crutch for the guy, which we would find out later also. <laughs> like, Well, we will find out if it's all the time slot or not yeah. because someone else hosted it after Leno, mm-hmm. and if it was all time slot based, we'll have to see what the outcome would have been. NBC, like Quinn said, they got nervous about this. They're like, oh shit, Jay Leno, we didn't want to lose Conan to Fox. But Jane Leno can go to Fox or ABC, and ABC's already established themselves now with Jimmy Kimmel. They have a show over there. They have a presence. So Jeff Zucker, I have to bring up the asshole's name here, the bald guy. Right. He starts to think of ways, well, how do we keep Jane Leno after he's done with The Tonight Show? How do we just make sure he doesn't leave? Right. So he offers them Bob Hope specials, you know, the the high profile, like, oh, it's an all-new comedy special variety show. Jay Leno's like, I don't really want to do that. You know what they should have done? What? They should have had him compete with Regis and be on at, like, <laughs> 10 or whatever in the morning. Like, that would have worked. Like, honestly, he's, like, older. Like, it would kind of, he's, like, a consummate. He's got the folksiness. He's, like, a host. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you see Regis over there? Can you I, this over Um they offer him a weekly Sunday night show. He's like, I'm not, what? Why would yeah. I do that? That's yeah. a horrible idea. Then they offer him, well, well, why don't we put you, we own USA Network. Let's put you on cable at 11 p.m. Let me guess, that was insulting to him. Yes. <laughs> He's like, I'm not, why would I do cable? I've been on NBC. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing cable. So as 2009 approaches, NBC bigwigs such as the notorious Dick Ebersole they're concerned about... So now we've gone up to Dick. We've gone up Dick. Yeah. Uh, Rick Ludwin being another one. They're concerned about Conan O'Brien's appeal to the coveted middle America demographic, which represents a large swath of people. I know. They suggest to Conan, while he's still doing late night, lengthen your monologue, broaden your appeal... You're going to be doing an hour earlier. You're going to be doing a different show. You can't be wacky, crazy Conan at 1130. I'm groaning a little bit because I was like, we just had 
17 years of this this whatever this is like this broad mainstream whatever like it was fine it's like wow we're gonna it's gonna be different finally right like we would see what everyone thinks of it right well you raise a point you raise a point <laughs> however nbc doesn't care about that they think well we just had all these years of number one and we want to keep it that way jeff zucker bald guy he comes up with a solution a horrible solution a <laughs> this widely is, ridiculed this is like solution. a notoriously dumb thing ever yes like stupid horrible idea let's bump the dramas that are on at 10 p.m in like the good spot you let's know like reshape everything <laughs> right. right you know how like law and order is on yeah, all like, those oh, shows that get really good ratings right. by the way and are critically acclaimed usually yeah. No more of them at 10 p.m. Monday through Friday. Instead, we're going to replace it with a brand new concept for the 10 p.m. time slot. Comedy. (laughs) And this comedy being in the form of The Jay Leno Show. Horrible. Terrible. A 10 p.m. I thought he was leaving. Why are we doing this? Like... I just want to make We, it, we didn't have to deal with him anymore. I just want to make it clear, though. Jeff Zucker wanted to keep him. I don't know why. Jay Leno wasn't like, you have to put me at 10 o'clock. I have to find... I know. All these reasons, though, for keeping him are dumb. They didn't want to lose him to Fox or ABC. I guarantee they you, didn't want if to he lose went him. to ABC... He's taking a big piece of the pie, if he does, even if he's not winning. He's pie not, he's will not, be taken. He's not beating the Tonight Show. It's not happening. Nevertheless, he could erode tonight. Listen, they lose 2 million viewers, even if they're still beating Letterman. That's 2 million less viewers. That's going to affect their ad sales. Like, it still matters. I know. You know what I mean? They don't hand out trophies for being number one, two, and three. It's not like the ending of Street Fighter with you and then Sagat and then Bison, you know? Could ABC even afford Leno? Yeah, the ABC, of course they could. I'm just saying. Like, you know how much money these companies have, Quinn? Uh, maybe. A I, little bit more than you and me. For an old man, they want to pay that? He's younger than Letterman. I know, but he stinks. He's a hack. You don't care. <laughs> Jay Leno is not a hack comedian, and any fellow comedian would tell you that. Lazy and uninspired. Not that than, version of him. He's a hack, what, that version. That's not a hack. <laughs> you don't know what a hack is. The, the good version is not a hack. This guy is a hack. No, he's a great monologue writer still, at the very least. He's just yeah, not a, just have him write. How about that? He's a bad broadcaster is what it comes <laughs> down to. Letter, I, Leno himself said this. Yeah. He said, I'm a comedian who happens to have a show. Dave is a broadcaster that happens to be very funny. Mm-hmm. And that really does, like, true. completely... Dave is so much more watchable than this guy. Because he's a better broadcaster. Yeah. But Leno admits that. He doesn't care because he's number one. I'm going to keep restating that. He doesn't care he's what a guy like... on Letterman's throne. He doesn't... Like, it's not Letterman's throne. He doesn't care what a guy like you or me thinks. Oh, these mm-hmm. kids from the Northeast. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. And neither does NBC. But anyway... Jay Leno is hesitant because he's like, really, 10 o'clock? Are you serious? But he agrees to it. In December of 2008... They went to Jay, Big Jaw Leno, and they yeah. said, uh, Jay, uh, we're, we're taking your show away from you. Yes. And uh, Jay said, yeah, okay, that's pretty good. Right. Um, yeah, I was going to suggest that. Right. <laughs> Conan and company were blindsided. They're like, what the fuck are we following Jay Leno again for? <laughs> I thought, like, this is what we were ending, you know I what know. I mean? <laughs> Your agent's like, as good news and bad news, you are doing The Tonight Show, it's true. Mm-hmm. But remember that discussion where we had, where you said, I'll never have to follow Leno again? <laughs> <laughs>
just got put in the same thing, but <laughs> right. just earlier. Right. It's like, just like he lives in Central Time. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but but the one thing that eased Conan's mind is because he would still be going to Burbank, Burbank, going to the eleven thirty five Tonight Show, the one that he grew up watching with his dad in Brookline, Massachusetts. He's still getting that show, so you know what? I'm fine with it for now. And that is where we're leaving off as we take a break here. When we come back, 2009, a tumultuous year in The Tonight Show, but maybe 2010, even worse. We will find out when more Acid Wash Memories returns right after this. Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien. Taller, roomier, and built to perform each and every night. With a higher hair ratio and enhanced Irish package. The 2009 Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien. Available June 1st. You smell like potatoes. I know. So who would win in a race between Bob Costas and Al Michaels? Jay puts them both on the track this week. Place your bets now. And LeBron James tries not to bump his head on our huge new set. The Jay Leno Show, this week, 10, 9 central on NBC. People everywhere are experiencing a breakthrough. I'm full! Fullness from a value menu. Guess who got full this weekend? You dog! <laughs> Introducing the Big Bell value menu from Taco Bell. A new menu of filling items like half-pound burritos and double tacos. Designed to keep your stomach and your wallet full. I'm full beyond my wildest dreams. And you can be too! Get full on value. Think outside the barn. And now we return to more acid-washed memories. Hey, welcome back here to Acid-Washed Memories. Hey, I'm <laughs> <Sorry>. still here. <laughs> Episode 24. Thanks for still being here with us. Sorry for the Leno impression. Uh, hey, follow us on Twitter at AWM Podcast. And be sure to join our Facebook group if you have a Facebook. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast application. Sure, appreciate you being with us here. Speaking of people that are still there, Quinn, 2008 becomes 2009. We left off where Conan's like, okay, why? But I'm still getting the Tonight Show, so all is well, right? Because that was the brass ring, like he you wanted, said. He wanted that house. Right. He wanted that house. That historic mansion that right. is the Tonight Show. Exactly. Now, internally, most people at NBC think that this Jay Leno show is an ass idea. It's terrible. And they think that the dramas on the other networks are going to just pummel Leno and the now, ratings. Okay, I want to say something here. Go ahead. Now that we're getting into this, right? We've gone over all this like, oh, they're so afraid to lose Leno stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think at this point in time, before we get to the result, we know the result, but before yeah, we get to the result. everyone knows the ending here. Was this some form of sabotage because they wanted to keep Jay Leno? Was Leno in on it or whoever? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, was this somehow like orchestrated so that it would just kind of, they kind of knew how this would turn out beforehand. Not exactly, but they, they could they could kind of see the writing on the wall. You know, it's interesting that you bring that up because there are certain cynics that do have that theory. My honest answer is no, that there was no malintent, but that Jeff Zucker, bald guy, he knew it wouldn't work, Quinn. 
Right. But, so somebody knew it wouldn't work. But he knew that it would prevent Leno from leaving. It wasn't sabotage. Like, they, of course, they wanted to do well. Do you think maybe the intent was the opposite, that Leno would get pissed that he wasn't getting his ratings because he wasn't in the time slot? And then he walks away. And, and then he, he walks away. And now he's his contract. Exactly. And now that now they can't lose him. I think it was maybe that, but I think it was more of like a last resort move to keep him. Right. Do I think that Leno had any confidence this would work? No. Right. I don't think he did either. Mm-hmm. I think nobody did. I don't think anyone involved with this thought it would work. Right. Whatsoever. I remember when this was announced and I was like, why is Jay Leno getting a show again? Yeah. When he just left. Uh, serious. I was yeah. like, why would I watch that? I'm not going to watch this. The only show he should be getting is something in the morning, <laughs> not at night. That. I'm telling you, like it would, because remember when like Darlene got her own show in the, during the day and Bring like, Darlene I just mean it. to say yeah, it's Drew like, Barrymore. that's where the, the people who were finished with stuff went, right? But in Leno's mind, he's not, he was number one. He wasn't some guy out to pasture well, Darlene here. was on a number one why, show too. Why doesn't Letterman <laughs> leave? He ain't number one. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, but what is your metric for why people should stop doing their job because when they he's are been still doing it six- for seventeen years? Letterman's been on TV since '82. Yeah, but they don't have anyone else. CBS, so that that's the difference. Well, NBC wanted what, are to they replace Leno. him with Mr. Wick. Like, come on, <laughs> or Mr. Pitt. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we get into 2009, and Conan O'Brien has his pretty emotional and pretty celebratory final late night. I don't know what I did uh, to deserve the opportunity to do this. Uh, there are people uh, that have hosted these kinds of shows who are, uh, I'm sure, better than I am. Nobody has ever, ever enjoyed it more than uh, I do. Uh, it's, a, uh, it's an incredible, amazing honor to uh, do this program uh, for you people. And uh, I want to say something about we're going on to this next gig. And sometimes I read that it's time for Conan to grow up because he's going to 1130. And I assure you, that's just not going to happen. <laughs> That's a hell of a run. That's 16 years doing right. that show, just about. Uh, and Jimmy Fallon, who was obviously from SNL fame, he had been on an NBC holding deal because they wanted to keep him. They're very big on keeping people for a while. They are. They are, seriously. They did it to Seinfeld also. He was groomed to be the new host, and he was going to take over, and that he did uh, the following Monday Now, I think Conan. this should be said is like, um, Jimmy Fallon, I don't think anyone expected him to be good. I didn't. And I got to say, it was pretty he good. made... He, he he made a pretty decent late night host. Well, because right? he was, like he was good. He was eleven years younger than Conan, right? So he was even more hip to the pop culture yes. and the nostalgia. Right. He got the nostalgia thing that millennials kind of had more yeah. so than their, and some their elders. Yeah. yeah, like that doing bits about that. Yes, he made a hell of a show, and it would pay off later. It would pay off later. Yeah. Yes. So fast forward a few months, and Conan's been preparing for his new Tonight Show. Jay Leno's last Tonight Show, May the 29th, 2009. 2009. And you know who his final guest was? Oh. Conan O'Brien. Ah. Good luck next week, my friend. Jay, thank you for everything. All the That's one thing you got to give all everyone involved credit for. Carson didn't, have, Carson didn't even mention Leno. Leno on his first show didn't mention Carson. But that's because of Kathy Bates and all that. Yes, because of Kathy Bates, right? Yeah. Leno later regretted that. Right. But Carson didn't do any favors on the handoff. Well, he was pissed off because all this crap well, went down. He's not a professional either then. But none of that was professional. What what went on both sides of that? Handshake on that one. Yeah, <laughs> come on. And they do the opposite here. Leno has Conan on, hey, nice to have you here, you're taking over. And Conan's very uh, magnanimous about it, very gracious. And it's actually very pleasant if you've ever mm-hmm. seen the clip. 
CBS, meanwhile, the home of David Letterman and Worldwide Pants, of course. Yes, all the pants. Worldwide Pants reaches out to Jane Leno. Want to come on and be Dave Letterman's guest for the first time since on Late Night? Want to do that? Because that, that never happened since 92. Hmm. And Leno's like, yeah, let me come. And they're like, okay, but it's going to be on June 1st, the day of Conan's first Tonight Show. Well, I mean, I don't blame Letterman. I mean, this is I a don't ch- either. This is a chance. It's a Finally, business. it's a new. It's a new regime. It's it's a it's a fresh start for Letterman's show. He can kind of like take over, right? Why not pull on his old friend and, yeah. and get huge ratings? It's a good idea. And Jay Leno says no out of respect to Conan. Good. Well, plus saying, he's got another dumb show yeah, premiering but too. He he was in a lame duck period. He he could have done right. that. So Conan O'Brien, The Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien begins June first, two thousand nine. And as you might expect for a debut, huge ratings, huge course, fans there. Yeah. 9.2 million people watch this. Big they wanted to see what's up. Big amount. And then, though, day by day, week by week. Night by night. Yes. People start to tune out. Hmm. And by June 9th, okay, debuted June 1st. June 9th, David Letterman, for the first time since 1995, Beat Conan O'Brien in the Tonight Show. Gotcha. So they're panicking now. Yes. But I mean, isn't this eight days in? Now, can I ask a question? I First thought of, Conan was so good. But my point here, he didn't need to broaden his act. Here's where the times change in thing. Uh huh. Uh huh. I want to say something here. First of all, I'm listening. This is precisely what happened with Leno. Once the new host came in, right? Yeah. Letterman went back on top again, right? Wasn't. No, no, no. That's not entirely true. Because remember, Leno did the Tonight Show for over a year without competition. Right, but then Letterman came in and just kicked his ass yes, for like for years, the first two years. So now th- this is a slightly different situation, right? Where yes. Conan doesn't even have a chance to establish himself, and he's right in the competition. Yeah, right away. So I feel like if you're NBC, right, wouldn't this be expected to a certain extent that there would be a warming period? Okay, he's going to get the initial go down, maybe lose to Letterman for maybe a year or two or something, and he's going to gain momentum, and he's got the legacy. And like, isn't that like the formula that we we saw with Leno? I don't know. To a certain extent, there's not a ton of precedent for this. You know, like this has only happened with Leno taking over. He's the only other person since '62 right. to take over the show. I'm just saying, after like a month to like completely panic without allowing this to form and become a thing well here's right? a, you know yeah. it's weird i agree with you so nbc like you said they're nervous but everyone including conan's people for the record they were hopeful that the jay leno show when it debuted in september that it would provide a solid lead-in Ugh. i just want to make a point though that conan was already sliding and already losing to letterman three months before the shitty lead-in of the Jay Leno show debuted. Right. So you cannot blame that on Jay Leno. Right. I'm blaming the executives here. So let's do that then. Because wouldn't that make it worse? Because here's the problem, right? Is you're putting Leno in there, right? And say you tune into that, right? And then that's over. You got your late night experience. So like, why the hell would you... <laughs> it's a terrible idea. And then, no, it's and awful. Then, and then poor... Jimmy Fallon at the end who's like, who the fuck is he even getting anymore? Like now they've been through two late shows. And then after him is Carson Daly. Yeah, oh, and Carson Daly might as well not exist. I couldn't believe that show was on like 
two years ago or something. Like, like so I was like, how? How did he not fail, like, immediately? Well, you eight people watching that. Yeah, it was, like, insane. I'd see some of the guests, I'm like, who even are these people? Like, they were just nobody. It was terrible. Yeah. After 2,000 episodes, tonight marks the final episode oh, of my late night oh, show, Last no. Call, which started back here on NBC in 2002, if you can imagine. Who cares? Uh, so the Jay Leno Show debuted September 14th, 2009. It's the Jay Leno Show. Featuring Kevin Eubanks and the Primetime Band. 18.5. 4 million people, double the amount of Conan the Bryant show tuned in. So that tells you something about Jay Leno's uh, appeal to certain demographics. Right. Like him or hate him. Right. And the ratings are good for the first show. There's no way this held. <laughs> it did not hold. Now, if you've never seen the Jay Leno show, just don't. It's horrible. <laughs> uh, there's no desk because they didn't want to look like a late night show. Headli- he's not a headline. It's late night, but it's not. Yeah, it's not really, though. Uh, headlines was moved to the end instead of the beginning, which everyone hated. It was routinely beaten, like they predicted, by the other dramas that were on a 10. Yeah, why would I watch that when I could watch something, you know, right. of, of, of more of, of that time slot? And a more right? substance, yeah. yeah. But most of all, Jay Leno shows from 10 to 11, right? Tonight Show starts at 11.35. Because we have to do the news. Bingo. And guess what? The affiliates... They have the news. That's their friggin' thing that right. they bank on. And so the news now is depending on a lead-in uh-huh. from, from this, right? And they're starting, as 2009 starts to end, the individual affiliates and the ones that own them, they're getting very pissed off with this well, shitty you lead-in. Know what compounds it? Is that it's like five days a week. It's not like it's like they were used to like, oh, like ER or like some other thing that, you know, like every day is different. And like, especially on must see TV Thursday, right? Yes. It's awesome because it's like the best stuff is leading the news. And the more people are watching their stupid news broadcast. I would slip (laughs) into NBC News who I didn't like anyway. Yeah, you were an ABC guy. I, I didn't like NBC local, but after must see TV, sometimes it'd be like, Oh, who are these people? And I would just like keep that on instead, right? Who are these people? Like, is there any nastas on that one? That's not Roz Abrams. No, What's happening it's not here? Roz. Right? Takes a tough man to make a tender forecast, Nick. And I guess that's me. <laughs> keep fucking that chicken. <laughs> Meanwhile, by November of 2009, the Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien is down two million viewers from where Leno had it a year earlier. Whatever you think of the comedic talents involved, whatever you think the reasoning is, whatever the reason is. NBC doesn't care what the reason is. All they know is we're down 2 million people from where we were a year ago, and Letterman is beating us for the first time in 14 years. That's just what they care about. So they're under pressure from the affiliates internally to do something, and what they want to do, and I do not agree with this, they want to figure out how to get rid of Conan. Right, which is the opposite of what they should have been doing, is trying to figure out how to get rid of Jay. Again, I still feel strongly that the warming period is natural to a, a late night show, right? It's a late night show is a familiar thing, right? Conan needs the time to get familiar with America. I mean, right at the slot. I agree with you. He, I, I agree. And that's a multi-year project. You don't just get familiar with people who are turning this on, going to bed right away. Well, look at his first show. It took three years. Yeah. For people to like it. Three years exactly. it took. That's and, what I mean. It's and it like, wouldn't take that long now. Right. But I'm just saying, it's like they barely gave him a shot. They really didn't. They But they want to hit the reset button. They right. want to buy out Conan, pretend this never happened, and put Leno back. That's what they want to do. So they just want to take like the instant win 
Yeah. Even though that this guy's old as crap, so they they don't it's have like fifty nine. But, but I mean to say, old. it's Conan so young they could have gotten forty six. They could have gotten so many more years out of him at that point, right? Of Without having they to deal with this again. But it's know? TV. It's what have you done for me lately? All you're doing is losing viewers, losing, losing, losing. Why do I want to keep you? Yeah, and what if he had a heart attack in two years? Like Who, that, I know. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like he's older. <laughs> That, that's all I'm saying. Dave is the one that incidentally had the heart surgery. I know. You I stop know. with the old bit. Come on. It's not fair. I know it's not fair, but it was time. That's all I'm saying. Because you don't like his comedy is why you're saying it's time. Well, 17 that's years. That's your barometer. Letterman's been on the air at this point since 1982 in some form. It's two things. It's time and they have a replacement. They have a guy that's Well, that good. I agree with. They have right? a guy that has potential to be good. The problem over at CBS is they have an old guy, but they don't have anybody they have to replace Mr. Wick. They have Mr. Wick. <laughs> that's all they got. <laughs> Mr. Wick can't do it. No, I'm sorry. I love, it I love Mr. Wick, right. but I, I can't see him dancing in Drew's office like every 1130. Around this same time in late 2009, and I don't agree with Jay Leno here, by the way. Mm-hmm. He uh, was giving an interview, I don't remember with whom, where he was asked, if you were offered the 1130 slot, would you go back? And he's like, yeah, I'd go back if they asked me. <sighs> Listen, for a guy that's so slick with his PR to never say the wrong thing. That just made everyone hate him, right? It's a horrible thing to say. Who wouldn't take that job, though? Who wouldn't do that? Everyone wants to think he's the villain at this point. Yeah. And right? Co- because he's got this obnoxious time slot. Yes. He won't fucking leave. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like yes. People are like, the pitchforks are coming out, right? Andy Richter publicly responded to that. He's like, what the fuck with this guy? Like, yeah. how do you say that? You it's know? ridiculous. Well, and also, from a PR standpoint, it makes Jay sound like he's campaigning to Like he's back. also in on it. Right. Even if he's not. Meanwhile, Mr. Brilliance, Jay Leno, and I mean this seriously, he had, he had not a pay or play clause in his contract. Because pay or play means we, we don't have to uh, put you on the air. In a pay and play... We have to put you on the air and pay you, no matter what, for the duration of your contract for two more years. Well, I mean... We we, we have to do both. If I was in his shoes and they said, I'm giving you a 10 p.m. slot and you're like the minor yep. version, like I would be like, uh, you're going to pay for that. And no matter gonna, what. And you're going to guarantee it, damn it. I wow. would do the same thing. He's got the leverage yeah. there. They're downgrading He him. had him by the balls there. But also part of that is his whole staff would get paid no matter what mm. for the two years. And that's one thing that everyone agrees with. He was always good with his staff. Yeah, I heard that even in his interviews. Yes. Like, he was always looking out for his staff, so props there. Yeah, he is a human being. Right. He's just a weird one. So they can't get rid of Jay Leno for these two years unless he walks. Right. They have to keep him on the air. <laughs> but they signed it. They did it. <laughs> They said, just move move him in the morning. It's so much, such a better idea. Well, that'd be keeping him on the air. You're yeah, right. You yeah. could. So... Guess what? In order to fix this, because of the affiliates and the news and all this, the only viable option in their mind becomes, let's buy out Conan, except one last Hail Mary. What if we, Jeff Zucker, bald guy, let's cut the Jay Leno show to 30 minutes instead of an hour. Should have cut it to 15 minutes. (laughs) What else does he have to say? Well, that's a fair point, (laughs) Quinn. (laughs) Let's move it to 11.30 when Conan show starts. Let's bump Conan back to 12.05. This is insane. This is even more insane Which would then, than, than the already insane thing going on. Which would then bump Jimmy Fallon's start time back to 1.05. <laughs> which then bumps Carson Daly back to 2. <laughs> Carson Daly, who barely existed. He barely, yeah. And I, I called NBC and they said, well, we've never heard of Carson Daly. <laughs> so there... 
and Carson Daly. Woo, this is kind of, you know, he, here's a kid who had a show at, what, what, when did the show go on, 1.30? Yeah. Yeah, well, 1.30. <laughs> having, having a show at 1.30 is almost exactly like not having a show. <laughs> the difference between having a show and having one at 1.30, eh, just about like that. This plan was formulated by the big wigs and geniuses at NBC, who did not create this mess, obviously, in December of 2009, but they want to wait until January so everyone can get through Christmas. Mm-hmm. Nice of them. Very humane. They're playing games with people's livelihood and careers here, and they're like, yeah, I'll just wait till after not Christmas. Not to mention all the staffs on all these shows, even down to Carson Daly, which <laughs> is probably like six people. It's but like two guys. Yeah. One, but, of, them, yeah. one of them cooks. <laughs> now, Leno, specifically, when he's offered this, he's like, well, do you think Conan's going to go for this? And they're like, oh, yeah. I said, Okay, you think Conan will go for that? Yes, yes, (laughs) almost guaranteed. I said, okay, shake hands, that's it. Conan does not go for this. So this, I wonder if this surprised them. Because maybe they thought he doesn't have the history or the leverage. What the hell is he going to do, right? Maybe. Let me ask you a question before before we talk about the fallout here. In all seriousness, because I've heard... A lot of support for Conan on not accepting this pushback to 1205. But I've also heard people say, Norm MacDonald being one, Jerry Seinfeld being one, but he's a Leno fan. What's the big damn deal? It's still The Tonight Show. No, it's The Tomorrow Show. I know. Yeah, Tom Snyder. Yeah. I don't know why these guys care about time slots or everybody just puts their things on TiVo. I can watch anything without commercials. These guys are living in the 50s where 1130 is important. I heard why Conan, is 1130 important? I heard Conan say that that is well important. Well said, Norm. Well, I don't know why it's important. It's a number. What is your opinion? Like, I think, you know what that is to me? That's respect for the brand at that point. It's respect for Johnny. and Yeah, that's respect for the show itself to say, you know what, if they're going to keep jerking this, they're going to ruin their own brand, and it's my responsibility as the host that they picked to take care of it. If they're going to ruin it because I won't leave, then I'll leave. Do you it, th- Is it the right thing to do? Is it, like, the best for business? Probably not. Right. Do you think that part of it, the human element, is Conan saying, well, look, fuck them. They offered this to yeah, me at 1130. And they're not giving it to me. So they offer me the Tonight Show. Yeah. They didn't offer me some shortened like, hybrid like yeah. Leno's on at eleven thirty still. Like yeah. They, yeah. Uh, hi, this is Joe from the future. Well, not really, because by the time you're listening to this, it's already the past. But the future of after we recorded this. Anyway, I'm breaking into this uh, during post production here because I forgot one point. And I wanted to make it here. Conan O'Brien is the only Tonight Show host uh, and the only late night host at that time, meaning Letterman and Leno, that did not have a specific provision in his contract that stipulated the Tonight Show must start at 11.35. Leno had had that. Letterman had that. For whatever reason, when Conan's contract was being put together, his people, Gavin Pallone and all these other people involved, overlooked the 11.35 stipulation, which is the only reason NBC could even propose moving it to 12.05, and that was a major blunder on Conan's people's part. So I just wanted to make that clear here. Let's go back to Quinn talking. This is not what the original deal was, so he also, like, on top of doing the right thing, he was kind of within his rights to give them the finger and leave. I agree. Right? Like, at that point? I agree with you to that point, actually. Uh, If what he wanted was to host a show called The Tonight Show... Well, then he's still getting what he wants. But if what he wanted was to be rid of Jay Leno as a lead, and I'm serious, started at 1135 like it always had in 
then yeah, fuck you, NBC. Like, you jerked me around. Why didn't they just put Jay Leno on in the Carson Daly slot is my question. It's not like he really exists anyway. Because you need to pull advertising. I get, I get Conan it. Conan was losing rating. Listen, I'm not saying this reflects on my opinion of Conan. I love the Conan O'Brien no. show. I love Late Night with Conan O'Brien. Or why don't you put on Jay at Late Night? Huh? You could put Jay on Follow late. Conan? Yeah. No, because you're fighting sleep at that point. The, those shows are much, much lower rated than The Tonight Show. They're trying to pull advertising. That's all this is about. It's I get all it, it's about. He's a problem, and you have this pay-to-play thing or whatever. Jay's not the problem. He was number one. He, he's not causing problems. Mm-hmm. They wanted to keep him. That 10 o'clock thing wasn't It's a attracting. horrible idea. No, that, that wasn't sucked attracting too. viewers. Awful. Yeah. Awful. So he ain't number one no more. It was so bad that... People did think it was sabotage. Yeah. Self-sabotage by NBC. You know what I mean? That's how bad it performed after the initial day. Mm-hmm. So Conan crafts his big manifesto, as they call it, the people of Earth letter, as he signs it. But anyway, the it's bottom- It's very Conan thing. It's called. very Conan, people yeah. of Earth. Uh, and then he makes a joke about his hair at the end or something. But anyway, the bottom line of this statement, this is important from a legal standpoint. He worded it, Quinn, in such a way- where he wasn't quitting. He never said, I quit in the letter, because guess what happens if he does that? He's breaching this contract, right? right? But he was opposing the changes. Mm-hmm. He was opposing the shift to 1205. He's like, I can't partake in the destruction of this Tonight Show franchise, blah, blah, blah. So technically, that leaves the ball in NBC's court, because Conan didn't say, I'm quitting. Right. He just said, I don't want to do this. Now, did Conan have to... He didn't have a pay or play thing, but he no. had... So he was essentially... Attached at the hip at them for years afterwards, but he wasn't paid? No, no, no. Well, he had a contract. If NBC wanted him to go, they had to pay him like $45 million. There was a penalty payment previously in place, and basically that was the deal here. So Conan so proved NBC wanted him to leave. Yes. So Conan saying, I quit, they don't have to pay him right. at 45. Conan saying, I don't want to do this, but that's it. Right. I don't agree with this is all he said. He had it worded legally in a way where he wasn't quitting. Interesting. Which put the onus on NBC to interpret it and make a decision. So they had the meetings about it, and Conan's lawyers were telling NBC, no, he'll go on at 12.05. So NBC says, well, this is just public posturing, then. He's just doing this for public opinion. Right. You know, he wants, he wants to look heroic, and he wants us to look like assholes, but you're telling us that he's really going to go on at 12.05. Finally, I'm just skipping ahead. NBC agrees to just buy him out and end this shit for $45 million. That's a lot of money to pay someone to leave. (laughs) Seriously, like, they get nothing. They lose the talent and they get nothing out of it, right? They lose money. Right. And they've just, like, partially torpedoed the late night brand. And caused a complete cluster, probably worse than the one in 1992. Right. Which is unbelievable because this whole thing started out with them trying to avoid that problem. Right. So the only uh, other clause in this is that he can't talk about this stuff, you know, on the air and blah blah blah. Fine. And he can't be yeah. on a, he can't be on TV like host a thing until September of 2010. So Isn't that far away. It's, it's eight months. It's yeah. fine. The announcement is made. Conan O'Brien leaving the Tonight Show. There is breaking news now on Fox News Channel. Conan O'Brien has just announced. He is leaving NBC. He will not do The Tonight Show at, what is it, 12.05. And returning to host it, pay and play, on March 1st, 2010, will be none other than Jay Leno. So, how did this do? Like, what happened here? Well, let's get into it. In the midst of the announcement of Conan leaving and his last show, 
Much to NBC's chagrin, Conan's ratings shoot up because <laughs> he's smart. He knows well, how to they, play this. Everyone's waiting for him to go off on them, right? Right. Like, and they, they don't know all them. this backstage stuff. They're just like, hey, they screwed him over. Like, maybe right. he's going to talk shit about Jay Leno. We don't like him anyway. But that is the like, popular opinion. This is where the whole I'm with Coco and Team yeah. Conan started with the yeah. orange hair, like right, right, Barack right. Obama parody poster. Yeah, yeah. That's where all this started. It was like, Jay Leno is the corporate bully asshole. Fuck him. Fat, stupid. Yeah. And Conan is our hero insane but really Conan's getting 45 million fucking dollars to I walk away and Jane Leno they signed him to a deal where they said you gotta be here for the two one years. thing I'll say about the 45 million dollars if you if you're gonna say like oh Conan's so smart or whatever Honestly, this is, as we've gone through, this is NBC's own stupidity that yes! caught, this had nothing to do with like Conan being like, Haha, I'm going to get $45 but, million dollars out of them. But he shrewdly <laughs> played it so they would buy him out. Right, but they already made 17 stupid moves to get here in the first <laughs> place. So Conan barely had to do anything but say, I don't really want to do it, but, but, but yeah. But, but and then just it. end the letter. <laughs> yeah, but, but, yeah. And then stop. And that's what was great about yeah. it, is it, it forced NBC. He, he had to make a very simple gesture, and they were done. They, because they made so many bad moves, they were forced. Yeah. Right? It's great. Uh, so in the midst. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> what total incompetence. Who are the investors of this company? Like They'd be like, who's running the place? Like We just what? gave $45 million for nothing? This is around the time where Comcast was coming in to, for, right. the, for the buyout also. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is going on here? And I just want to say to the kids out there watching, you can do anything you want in life. Yeah. Yeah, unless Jay Leno wants to do it too. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Jay Leno did himself no favors by looking like an asshole by not defending himself. And this is what's interesting, Quinn. Jay Leno, even recently as of 2022, I want to say, he was on, uh, I think it was with Howie Mandel or somebody on a podcast saying, what am I going to defend myself for? No one's going to feel bad for me. Like, no one's going to believe me anyway. I know, because he's the old man here. Right. Button in on the young guy. But right? he was self-aware that it's like, no one's going to believe what I say. Why get involved, right? Look, when you make the kind of money you make in TV, to the average person, you have no problems at all. And your problems pale in comparison to theirs. So don't even bring them up. But he looked like an asshole because of the specific three-word phrase. <laughs> don't blame Conan. Don't blame Conan O'Brien. The Letterman, meanwhile, David Letterman, who had been like all those sleepwalking all, through the 2000s. But by the way, all the Letterman, there's like Howard Stern yes. and like all these people commenting on this. It's, it's freaking, very funny. It's hilarious. And they're all right. <laughs> like they all, all of right. them. George Lopez making comments <laughs> about this. Like all of them are. Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, Kimmel's great. Like, What's the best prank you ever pulled? The best prank I ever pulled was I told a guy, I told a guy that five years from now, I'm going to give you my show. And then when the five years came, I gave it to him, and then I took it back almost instantly. Wow. Wow. It was hilarious. Well, Letterman's having a field day because he, he hadn't really, his show was okay still in the 2000s, right. but this lit a fire under him because A, he can relate to the NBC media bullshit. Do you think this felt like a weird justification for Letterman in a way, like after all those years, like kind of bitching, like, see, they don't, they don't know what they're doing over there. Like that oh, kind of with thing. Oh, NBC being incompetent? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like, why he loved it so much. He right. likes Jay Leno. He right. pokes fun of them. But he, he likes them. But he even probably had a bad taste in his mouth after all that. Well, Leno didn't do him part any wrong. one of this podcast. Yeah, Leno, as we've talked about, Leno didn't really do anything wrong. It wasn't I understand that. I mean, that management over at NBC. Oh, he hated NBC. Yeah. yeah. So he just had a field day with this commenting on it. And one of his favorite things is like, 
he's <laughs> he was recapping how Jay said, you know, don't blame Conan. <laughs> don't blame Conan. Don't blame Conan for what's going on. And I said to myself, no one is blaming Conan. I was- <laughs> Which is just, yeah. why would Leno say that? He just yeah. sounds so stupid. Don't blame Con- Nobody was, Jay. Yeah, not one person. They're they blaming, blaming you. you. Yeah. <laughs> but even though it's not his, yeah. it's really not Leno's it. fault. But there, it really, to be fair, Joe, to the general populace, it really does not appear that way. Like, I know that. Yeah. You had to read a book to find that out. <laughs> well, you have to look into things. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. And again, a legitimate question. I'm not, it's not rhetorical. A lot of people, and I'm sure people that listen to this are going to say this, Jay Leno should have walked away and let Conan just do the show. Yes. <laughs> let, let me ask you a question. Why? He was hired to do a job. He has a contract. If he wants to do the job and NBC wants him to, why would he walk away? Quinn, that's like saying, well, you know what? I don't want this promotion. Give it to my coworker that I'm not right. friends with. But I guess what, I'm, what I look at it as, like if your boss is saying, hey, man, it's time to go. It's time to move on, right? We'll get you a uh-huh. gold watch. And Why did they say that? Well, first of no, all, because no, no. the Why? Prince of Wales contract or Why? whatever. Yeah, the contract, right? When was that? 2002? Yeah. Seven well, that was years the Prince ago. of Wales thing, but then there's the also the yes. fourth, four-year thing or five-year thing or whatever after. Years ago. Yeah. They didn't want to lose Conan O'Brien. Mm-hmm. That came back to bite them because then they realized, holy shit, now we don't want to lose Jay Leno. Right. What did Jay Leno do wrong in either of those scenarios? I'm not saying he did anything wrong. So why should he walk away? You know why he should walk That's away? That's like saying I should leave my job because somebody else right. wants it. But, okay. Why remember, should remember I? We, remember a couple minutes ago we just praised Conan for being the big person and saying, don't reduce the time of the tonight, or change yeah. the time of the, st- like, all this bullshit. Yeah. Honestly, as the elder in this situation, it the, seriously, though, I'm not saying that as like a joke. It's like the guy who hosted the show and had probably a healthy respect for the brand and stuff like that. Yes. If you saw that happening, you'd think he would be the first to jump in the middle and say, no, 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 just I'll go. But why? He doesn't want to go. He never wanted to. They made him leave. They forced him out to keep Conan. For two reasons. For two reasons. They forced him out. For the good of the show. And no, and the second reason, because if you're very smart, CNBC, um, <laughs> Jay Leno, wouldn't you look like a damn hero if you if you said, you know what, I'm going to leave for the good of the show, and like n- now he looks like so good. Conan wanted to be the folk hero here. But, okay, so so but, let's game day that in the opposite direction. Say you don't know the future, what's going to happen, right? I don't, we, I have no we, idea. We do, but they, they don't at the time. Yeah. You're walking into a situation where you're going to retake the reins, and everyone hates you. Because wouldn't that make his show, wouldn't he think, well, the show's going to get worse ratings because everyone freaking hates me. They're all going to go but to everyone either find where Conan him. goes or go to Letterman or whatever. But it's the vocal minority. It's the people that were watching Late Night with Conan O'Brien. It's the people that like Letterman. Of course they're not watching Leno. <laughs> I just mean it's like I thought that maybe some of this bad sentiment, this bad taste no! would change the public. Do you think the 56-year-old housewife in Sheboygan gives a flying shit about this? She just wants to click on I her mean, TV. I mean, it was all in the news. I mean, they interviewed Conan on we 60 Minutes. We live on the East Coast. Yeah. When that was after the fact, when yeah, he had the beard. I, I just mean, it's like people... It was beard era. People were treating... Beard this, era. People were treating this like NATO was like negotiating like terms with two countries or well, something. Because it's like, very easy to get involved in something with people fighting over money when you have nothing to do with it. It's very easy to choose sides right. and get involved. But well, the, 
That's what I'm saying. It was just, listen, I, this isn't even an attack on Leno. It's saying that it might have been the smarter move to walk away because you look like no, the big man. It's right? not smart if what you wanted to do was still host The Tonight Show and it got taken from you because somebody else signed a deal that said that they're going to host it after you do. Right, but you're doing- He wasn't failing at his job, Quinn, and he didn't say he wanted to retire. What I'm trying to get at through all this is like it's tainting his legacy since when is legacy the only merit to live on i just mean you're you're older you've been doing this for 17 and years you want to keep doing it you want to keep doing it but you also want to be respected like johnny carson or whoever so does he want to be respected like johnny carson i guess not apparently because he was willing to just wait until conan blinked first and he did yeah <laughs> I, i'm just saying like i just never understood well, You're, NBC wants me to have it, but you know what? Conan really wants it, so I'll I'll step aside right, from the job that I didn't wanted to stop doing. You're absolutely right. It's just like I'm thinking in the shoes of someone that gives a shit about this brand, not my, not me and my ratings and blah blah blah. Well, right? if Conan gave a like, shit about the brand, he would have listened to Dick Ebersol and Rick Lodwin and all the other people that told him to change your shit and not be number two, they, number they, two for the first time they gave since '95. I know they gave him they, no they, time. They gave him seven no months. time. That they is absolutely not, fucked. Yeah, him. that's not. I want to be clear. Yeah, that is absolutely not a fair let, assessment let of me, Conan. Let me <laughs> be one million percent clear here, <laughs> yeah. folks. As much as I'm trying to provide what I believe is a logical counterpoint to the anti-Leno sentiment yeah. that's permeated all of this, I do believe NBC fucked Conan also. Uh, they absolutely okay? did. I just yeah. want to be very clear. He had no time. Any he logical had, person yes. would expect him to be lower yes. for, for the first year or two. You know what they should have done in all seriousness? Just let Leno go to ABC. Yeah. And if he beats them, so be it. So but be it, yeah. At least he's not at 10 f***ing up their prime time their affiliates f- conan right hope your dad's not listening to this one i'm cursing a lot <laughs> but uh, we both have hi if you're out there this is a this is a feisty <laughs> episode but we needed one of these and, and listen one last time here maybe not the last time but i don't want to beat a dead horse i just want to make it very clear because i'm sure there's people that are like why is joe defending jay leno so much right i'm not so much defending jay leno because i do think that the honorable thing like you said quinn is to walk away. I get it. I really yeah. do. He doesn't need the money. I totally understand. The only thing I'm trying to say is from a strictly business point of view, Jay Leno was the one that NBC wanted. They wanted to move him back to 1135. Do I think he knew that would happen? Yeah, he probably did. Yeah. He probably hung on in case Conan failed. I can totally get on board with that. I'm not trying to say that Conan was done no wrong. As I said, they did screw him. NBC screwed him, though, I think more so than Jay Leno. And I just want to make it very clear. I preferred Conan. I preferred his show uh, late night. Yeah. I like Conan. I really, really, really do. I'm just trying to kind of balance this out and really paint NBC as the real villain. <sighs> okay. So Conan's last Tonight Show was January 22nd, 2010. Every comedian dreams of hosting The Tonight Show. And for seven months, I got to do it. And I did it my way with people I love. I do not regret one second. So to all the people watching, I can never, ever... Thank you enough for the kindness to me. I'll think about it for the rest of my life. And all I ask is one thing, and this is, I'm asking this particularly of young people that watch. Please do not be cynical. I hate cynicism. For the record, it's my least favorite quality. It doesn't lead anywhere. Nobody in life gets exactly what they thought they were going to get. 
But if you work really hard and you're kind, amazing things will happen. Leno returns on March 1st. The Olympics was in between. That's why there's a gap. I'm Jay Leno, your host, at least for a while. So <laughs> Gotta admit, I'm a little bit nervous. Not because it's my first night back, because I know Dave and Oprah are watching. That's right. That's right, man. Obviously, the public opinion here was almost unanimously towards Conan O'Brien that he got screwed. I do agree that he got screwed. Yeah. I absolutely do. I mm-hmm. want to be clear about that. I think the way it's been distilled is very binary. Jay bad, Conan good. I agree with you. That's uh, not fair. I agree with you on that. It's, it's just that the only thing that where it's like, I kind of think it was like in his control was that final moment where basically like essentially one of them could have left willingly and one of them did. That's where I give the credit to Conan because by all means, he really was, he had earned the spot like by that point. And he and, you know and he didn't get the fair shake, and like he was within, I guess he was in his within his rights, like you know, he was within his rights to be upset. Yeah, he really was, and just hang on to it. The main issue I take with it is that it's been painted like Leno said he was retiring because he wanted to retire in yeah. 2009, and he did hint at that on that speech, but that's not really what happened, and that's where. Listen, do you remember how? Leno got the Tonight Show to begin with, <laughs> through controversy and and angling yeah. and like what did Cal- what did uh, Kathy Bates put in there with Leno signed that contract? Whenever Johnny Carson steps down, mm-hmm. Jay Leno is the new host of the Tonight Show. And that's exactly how Conan got in. Yes. So why is Leno vilified for that? And it's fine if Conan does it. It's the same tactic except in this case there was an actual time limit put on leno well because carson didn't try to host a 10 o'clock show no 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 no. but come on it's the it's all the stuff after the fact is what caused the the anti-leno sentiment okay fine you know it's not it's not the it's not the prince of wales fine wales notwithstanding yeah or scotland with mr wick or any of that yeah one thing to just keep in mind folks is the reason leno got the tonight show is it was put into a contract that he would when carson retired Conan got it under very similar circumstances much earlier. You know, in 2002, this was first talked about. And the reason that they both got it is because NBC did not want to lose Leno at the time, you know, in 91, and didn't want to lose Conan at the time in 2001. That's why. It isn't about earning, Quinn. It's not about, like, the line of succession being established. There really wasn't precedent for that. It is about, we don't want to lose this guy because we want to make money. I just think ultimately NBC should have just stuck to their word. They should have given Conan it, time. They they made a management decision. They said, okay, we're changing this show. I don't care what either of them think. We're changing this show, right? We're, we are the network. Like, we can do that, right? But what is the metric to base that on? What What is the KPI time. on that? I don't know. But that's not anything because if well, you're going know, by precedent, it, Carson had time. Right, but I'm just I'm just pointing out is that they felt it was time, whether right no, or wrong. No, they didn't. They just wanted to keep Conan. That's all they wanted was to keep him from going to Fox. To, they didn't have to put the five year limit at yes, the, on the second did, one. Yes, they did because they wanted to keep him. They just didn't want to lose him. They may have never wanted to really give him the Tonight Show. They may have never actually intended to fully hand that off to him. But I thought we just discussed that the second contract was the one, the second renewal, not the Prince of Wales one. The second one is Yeah, but the second one, they signed with him to keep him. Right. To keep him. They just didn't want to lose him. Then let Conan go. I don't know. Like, what do they want? That's what they did. Yeah. Because that's ultimately what happened anyway. So, like, they just, instead, they just made everything bad and crappy. It's interesting, though, because what's never talked about 
is that when this contract discussion took place where they said that, hey, this is your last contract, yeah, he was only 53 going on 54, and he was number one in the ratings. And I, I know no one's going to feel bad for him yeah. for that, but what I mean is sometimes I think this is viewed too much from like a artistic and creative lens when really his job is not to be good. His job is to make money for right. NBC. Ultimately, it's not about who's funnier because you don't package the laughs and sell the laughs to advertisers. But I want to—it's not about being funnier. I want to point out something or here. more creative. Just to my point about the him being older or have been doing this for a long time. Yeah, not as long as Dave, though. Right. For the record, how many years after with this new Jay Leno regime? <laughs> that new, that newcomer the, Jay Leno, the, the second regime of Jay Leno. So that went until 2014. Right, so he didn't have any many years left on him anyway. No, but he, but he retired on his own terms that time. Right. He was pushed, that, 10 years earlier, Quinn, he was pushed into leaving. But I just want to point something out. Okay, so the four years, he does whatever, he, Jay Leno said. He's up. number one again. Jimmy Fallon comes in, and then he replaces Leno. How fresh did that show feel initially, even for like a couple of years? Yeah, I know people hate it because they don't like Jimmy Fallon. Right, but it was so... It was so different. Different, yes. and it was so... It felt like you were at something that was interesting and happening, yeah. right? Well... You had Questlove on the drums. Yeah, had, yeah, the had, roots are great. You had people from old sitcoms you know. showing up, and like, and, and, and it just felt like a friendly place. It felt like something I wanted to watch every night, right? Well, and he wasn't even the best comedian or anything. No, he's he was not. very welcoming, but... He, he was kind of clever, too. He had little goofy jokes and, like, things that were subversive and not normal. Yeah. Like, it it felt like a little bit of everything, right? And yeah. I think, to me, the change that they ultimately got to was the best thing for them. Because it was a better version of everything they kind of wanted out of Jay Leno. I think sometimes people don't want to admit that maybe Conan... He was the right guy at the wrong time. Maybe if he had had the Tonight Show right after Jay Leno officially wanted to retire, like Fallon did, where there wasn't any messiness, or maybe if Jay Leno had retired in 2002 or three, and he got it, maybe that would have, because he was sky high in that period of time. The problem is, ultimately, I felt like it left a stain on Conan, weirdly, too. Like he, it did, he I never, think. He never did, wasn't the guy that got screwed over. I think most people think you got screwed. I mean, Jay Leno thinks you got screwed. Jay Leno thinks he got screwed. How did he get screwed? <laughs> <laughs> After all of this, I'll say this with the surety. Man, Jay Leno and The Tonight Show is some cursed stuff from the beginning to the end. It, 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 it what is. is the deal with this guy? Like, why? He appealed to the important demographics, Quinn. I think ultimately, if you kind of like dissect all of it and why him coming in was controversial, him leaving the first time was controversial, him coming in the second time was controversial, <laughs> like all of it. I think that this guy while he had the 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 central area of the country or whatever the yeah. middle middle area middle of america the not central I just don't, america i just don't think he had the heart of america people didn't love him he was a joke machine right that's really what people considered him he wasn't a broadcaster he wasn't beloved he like wasn't, letterman oh or, god no letterman wasn't beloved and either even jimmy fallon to a certain extent cuz he's so 
little and weird and different. It's like little. He, he's got like a lovableness about him because he's just weird. You know what I mean? Like he's just like he seems so unassuming. I guess so. you know what I mean. Like, I mean, ultimately, we don't need to feel bad for any of these people. I understand. They've that, all done very well. I'm for just themselves. trying to assess this whole like why it was so. America really wanted to take sides about this guy. Well, you like, know, what they it is? did not like him. There was vocal people That's in, all it is. in areas of the country that were like, this east is not the Coast, guy. But East right? and West Coast. Yeah. No one else cared. I know. They thought Conan wasn't the guy or else they would have been watching him, Quinn. Right. I mean, I'm just telling the truth. They were more comfortable switching over to Dave because he had been there. I want to be very clear one last time. I think NBC screwed Conan. Yes. I really do. I think they screwed him by not giving him enough time. I think they screwed him by putting the Jay Leno show on before him. I think they screwed him by making him wait five years. Mm -hmm. Five years is a long time to wait. I mean, that's a long, lame duck period. Yeah. But I do think that Jay Leno, all he was was shrewd. I mean, listen, Johnny Carson was a noted asshole in real life. He was. Well, uh, fuck you too, Joe and Quinn. But nobody seems to mind because Johnny in the Tonight Show. But people loved him. See that in that right. that to me is the difference. Jay Leno, known as a nice guy in real right. life, but everyone hates him because of his brand of comedy being very bland and he seems Machiavellian and manipulative. Right. David Letterman, notoriously prickly to people. Mm-hmm. Conan, nice guy, known as a very nice Notice guy. The ones everyone loves are, are big jerks. <laughs> like, but, <laughs> but but Conan was a nice guy. Yeah. Maybe maybe America likes their comedy, uh, big jerks. Like I don't. But middle America doesn't. Yeah. Middle America wanted a Jay Leno. Yeah. And I was saying to you, I was saying to you before this. I, I, you know what I find interesting about all this? There's a certain Americanness, like a cultural divide. Di- divide over what Leno represents. Yeah. A lot of it came out in all of this, right? From the beginning to the end. Right. Yeah, Leno's demographics skew older. Midwestern, right? Conservative values, where they just don't—they don't need shock humor. They don't need vulgarity. But this really angered the coasts. They did not like yeah, this. segments like, of them. Again, this is a small vocal right, minority. Like right. Howard Stern, of course, is going to stir up people, right? But he has an audience. I don't remember anybody in New York really ever liking Leno. No, I don't either. Ever. I didn't like Leno, really. Yeah, he didn't, it was not cool. Yeah, he is not cool whatsoever. Anybody under thirty didn't like. Probably under forty. Leno. Yeah, didn't like Leno. Yeah, he's not cool. Like I said, he and he's and he's not beloved. Like you know what I no. mean. I, I didn't have like an attachment to this guy. No, I know and his glossy floor and his stupid desk. I, I just didn't like him. He just turned out a show that most of the people watching late night wanted to see. It's not it's like for if John everyone. Carson came out of a factory or something. Like he just was I so it, n- none of the bite, none of the edge that was there yeah. previously. Uh, the epilogue on this is Conan did return to TV in September of 2010. Incidentally, on TBS, bumping... <laughs> I can't even believe this is a thing. <laughs> George Lopez Tonight, which was on in the nice 11 spot, bumping it back an hour this cracks, for Conan. This cracks me up because... <laughs> so Interesting, isn't you, it? Well, this cracks me up only for two reasons, right? I, if you see the clips of George Lopez, he's like egging this whole thing on and he's like egging on his own destruction, right? Like he's like, yeah, he's like making fun of Leno and, and, and supporting Conan and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then he comes in and he gives some interview like, oh, I'm happy. I'm going to lose my show. Like, it's like, <laughs> he was he's like, what an idiot. Like, what, what was going on there? I don't like, I just don't understand what, from a business perspective, hey, what's going on there. Because maybe he just wanted to have a show and didn't care when yeah. it was on. Yeah. Conan cared. And he just didn't, maybe, yeah, he just, 
and also it's also TBS, so the prestige. It's <laughs> yeah. not like it's like oh, I lost the eleven o'clock spot on TBS. Who, who, who cares? Who's gonna lead into Mama's family now? Yeah, exactly. You know, we didn't get the same respect that NBC gave him, and he bitched for two years. Yep. I mean, I took my hit like a man, and I went away. So you yeah. think Conan? You think Conan was a little soft in how how he took that all? Oh, uh, with with me. Yeah, no, I mean, how he took his own his own departure. Oh, yeah, he, he, he acted like, you know, he, he acted like the world had ended. He gave you a big check, man. But ultimately, the lesson here is that the stick-it-to-the-network approach that might sound so cool and punk rock, you know, to, mm-hmm. to edgy people like ourselves, uh, fine. You know, you like when Letterman stuck it to NBC, and you like when Conan's like, fuck you, I'm not doing this. Cost them the, uh, the Tonight Show gig. Didn't get the ratings either when they no. went to their own thing. Right. And so... <sighs> might not have the critical appeal. But again, might I not have the legacy. I do think that brand. I, I still really strongly feel that brand. The brand itself helps whoever the hell's hosting. Well, it, it didn't help Conan when he was head to head with Letterman for six months, seven, seven, and it did sorry. not help. Very whatever. Di- very it, big difference. Yeah, <laughs> and it didn't help. I see. I don't put any weight on that because it also didn't help Leno when he was head to head with Letterman right. for the first. Eight. That, so no. Argument. We already discussed window, that. Though, open the, the, the window the, and throw it out. Yeah, we already discussed the whole like the it takes time to build an audience thing. It does, and you yeah. know what? We could go on and on, mm-hmm. but we don't need to. We hope you guys have enjoyed this fiery discussion on very fiery Leno versus Conan bombs on this episode. Got to bring the fire sometimes. Yeah. Uh, listen, let us know what you think. I'm sure 99.999 people are going to say. Team Conan all the way. I get it. I get it. Also, and people trying- are going to say, I don't even, what are you even talking about? Or I don't care. That's true. A lot of yeah. people are going to say that too. That's fine. Uh, next week, like we said, something completely different. Until that time, thank you so much for being part of our audience here. We'll be a lot happier next time, I'm sure, and a lot more friendly. So be sure to follow us on Twitter at AWM Podcast and join our Facebook group. Until next time, Joe Marotta and Michael Quinn. We'll see you next week for more Acid Wash Memories. See ya. Like what you heard? Be sure to leave a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We will see you next week. Yeah.